Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. It's a football Friday. Final hour to play before we go off into the weekend. Hope everyone is getting out of work nice and early. And if you're not, we appreciate you. Well, ignoring what you're doing at work or having us on in the background. 855-212-4CBS is always the number to hang. 855-212-4227. You can always give me a follow on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb. Just real quickly, because I'm seeing this now come on out on social media. And I always find these things funny when you have reports of athletes that unfollow their team or scrub their social media profiles with uh, any mention of their team as well. And I guess that's what's going on with George Pickens right now of the Pittsburgh Steelers, where what I did see, and I don't know how you track if he pulled down all of his posts and what he had up before, and if he unfollowed this person, if he unfollowed that person, those are for other serious, serious, serious journalists that go on those investigations as well. But the one thing that I did see from George Pickens was a post, and he had a picture, and in the bottom right-hand corner, it said, free me. George Pickens has to grow up. George Pickens needs to be a professional. And George Pickens, after the performance that he had last night, it is laughable that when you're in a really good organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that you would post, free me, on Instagram. Because George Pickens, when I was watching the game last night, and I had you for any time touchdown at plus 195, all you had to do was drag that second foot and drag that toe, and you would have had a touchdown last night. So it's a bad look for George Pickens when he's saying, free me on social media after a win, let me add, and you had what was an easy touchdown, and you couldn't get your second foot down, where there's a lot of wide receivers that could have got your second foot down. I just don't understand this, and I get it. You're looking for your individual touches. You're looking for your individual catches because eventually that will elevate you to get a new contract down the road. But you're in the league now for two years. You have not proven enough yet in this league. And this distraction and this unnecessary post is just flat-out ridiculous. It just makes no sense to me. You won. Can you be happy with the team winning? Can you be happy with Deontay Johnson getting in the end zone for the first time in forever? 
Can you just be happy with that? Can you be happy for your team? And I get it. It was sloppy on offense. It was bad on offense for the most part through the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett, who I don't think is this great quarterback. I said it before. Kenny Pickett's like a mediocre roller coaster ride. But the guy does have seven game-winning drives in his career. And he got one last night. So to be sitting there now with a 5-3 and three team, a team that I get it has been outgained in every game this season in terms of yards, and you're 5-3, and three, I'm not saying you should be thrilled. I'm not saying you should be jumping up and down as if you're a part of the greatest show on turf with the Rams or the 2007 New England Patriots or you're playing on the Kansas City Chiefs offense or you're playing on the Philadelphia Eagles offense from a year ago. Like, I get it. There's reasons to want to see this team be better on the offensive side of the ball, and they need to be better because the Steelers' defense is awesome. The Steelers' defense is phenomenal. The Steelers' defense is great. But on the offensive side of the ball, sure, this offense has no identity. This offense has not been impressive. This offense has been disappointing. This offense is the number one reason why the Steelers are not really a threat this year. But for George Pickens, you got to do something if you're going to go out there and say, free me right now. Because it's lame, it's unnecessary, and it's pathetic. That's what it is. Free me. Like, give me a break. You, I know you didn't get the touches that you wanted last night. I know you want a bigger role. But how about when you have an easy touchdown, you get that second foot down. Instead of complaining on social media today after a win. It's just ridiculous. And the Steelers are a young team on the offensive side of the ball. Kenny Pickett, young. Najee Harris, young. George Pickens, young. But to be immature here and to just be stupid, and that's what George Pickens is being here. It's drama, it's stupid, and it's unnecessary. It's just ridiculous after a win. Now, that's all people are going to talk about from this game because let's be real. The game last night wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know, you walk away from that game. Ah, Kenny Pickett didn't love what I saw, but he won. Oh, Will Levis looks like he has the potential and he has the tools to be a good quarterback in this league. Oh, Alex Highsmith, surprise, surprise, is great. Oh, TJ Watt, surprise, surprise, is great. But this is what you do on a Friday when you should be getting ready to enjoy a weekend. You played on Thursday. Your team got a W. Like, can't you just be happy for your teammates? Can't you just be happy that the team wins? And to post free me, where the heck are you going? (laughs) The trade deadline just happened. That's why it's nonsensical. That's why this is just jackassery from George Pickens. Be one thing if this is right before the trade deadline and trying to accomplish something. But George Pickens has talent. George Pickens is a good wide receiver. I like George Pickens, the football player. And there are some high expectations. Hey, you know, I know nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I drafted you in fantasy football this year. And I believed in you last night to sprinkle some dollars on an anytime touchdown. But to do stuff like this just don't make any sense. Doesn't. And what are you accomplishing? Other than now you're going to have to answer for it. Now it's become a distraction. You know they're not going to cut you. That would just be the definition of, of being stupid. And also, you can't get traded anywhere. 
Because the trade deadline has already passed. So this is just something to be done, but nothing's actually going to happen outside of now people are going to give you attention, George Pickens. Like, give me a break. Just so dumb. And, and what fires me up is when, and this is when I, I go after people, college football coaches, NFL coaches, uh, NFL players, whatever it is. In life, when something doesn't go your way, and you are a part of the problem, and you take no accountability, I just can't let that go. It'd be one thing if George Pickens took some accountability. But I I had uh, Colin Dunlap, who's a a talk show host in Pittsburgh, he said, I guarantee you, at some point this year, there will be a game where one of either Deontay Johnson or George Pickens aren't happy with their targets because the other one shined and this one didn't, and then they're going to complain about it on social media. He said it was inevitable, and he was absolutely right. And here we are where Deontay Johnson shines, and then George Pickens goes, oh, I'm not happy. And there's reasons to be unhappy. Like, I, I could understand wanting more. Matt Canada's not a good offensive coordinator, and Kenny Pickett's not a good quarterback right now. But once again, you won the game. You just won the game. Does that matter anymore? Or is it how many stats or how many yards and how many touchdowns you get? And you know what? How about you take some accountability, George Pickens? Because you had a touchdown. And we all know if you got that second foot down and you had a touchdown, I don't think we're getting the free me thing here. But is that on you? Or is that on the team? And the team could put you in a better position, but in that individual play, it's on you. Because there was a lot of ground there. There was a lot of grass turf there. And all you had to do was get that second toe down, and you didn't. So don't get on social media today. Don't get on social media and go, oh, free me. It's just nonsense. And I feel bad for his teammates. Like, you look at the Steelers. This team is not great. You know, Mike Tomlin always finds a way to to work his magic and get this team in the playoffs and get this team above 500. And when you have a team that's 5-3 and three, that you know is not that great, I don't want to hear from a player who did nothing in the game and when you asked him to go catch a touchdown, he dropped the touchdown. It's just ridiculous. So I didn't expect to go on a 10-minute tangent about that and a rant about that, but I'm seeing it during the break on uh, Bro Bible. That's where I'm seeing it. Uh, Dove Kleiman. George Pickens deletes all Steelers posts, writes, free me on social media. Come on, dude. That's what we're doing here? That, that's what we're going to do because you're not happy with your production? How about you look yourself in the mirror? Because last night, hmm, George Pickens' stat line, two, two catches, negative one yards, targeted five times in the game. So sure, should it be targeted more? Yeah. But why are you complaining when you dropped an easy touchdown and your team won the game? So that's the latest with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know what? Stu, you know this. <laughs> you, you being a part of, uh, of, of uh, the Raider fan base and Raider Nation, you once got a disgruntled Steeler wide receiver where a lot of people at the time when you acquired Antonio Clown Brown, a lot of people 
were saying, wow, how did Mike Tomlin give him up for nothing? Oh, that's a bad job. And then right after that, what did transpire? You had Antonio Brown be Antonio Brown. Everyone's like, wow, I give a lot of credit to Mike Tomlin for the way that he handled Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. And I'm not comparing George Pickens to Antonio Brown. Let me be abundantly clear. That would be so unfair to to, uh, George Pickens. But if George Pickens thinks anything is going to come out of him posting free me, like, come on. Uh, Stu, you know it. Mike Tomlin is dealt with a whole lot worse. Yeah, he has before for sure. And even Martavis Bryant's another one that was kind of uh, at times a little off the wall, I would say. Yeah. A tiny bit. Uh, yeah, he's used to it. And this is just the latest of uh, something that Tomlin has to deal with. Which is kind of funny with the topic now that we're going to discuss after we just trashed <laughs> George Pickens for uh, <laughs> 10 minutes. Now let's get into quarterbacks that have something to prove the rest of the way and which quarterbacks we don't believe in. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. And and maybe that is more I, like I, I here's what I wonder, Stu, and, and also Santer. Do you think George Pickens is more mad at his quarterback or is it the play caller? Because the easy person to go after here has been Matt Canada, and Matt Canada is definitely not a popular person in Pittsburgh. They were chanting "Fire Canada" at the Penguins game when the NHL season did start, and there's no doubt about it that. That 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 um that uh Matt Canada is not a good offensive coordinator. But then you watch the game last night. Really outside of the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett didn't play all that great. But neither did George Pickens. Like George Pickens, he dropped the football that he should have caught. So I really do wonder if we talk to George Pickens, where he's not going to take any accountability and he's not going to take any blame. I do wonder if he's more mad at Matt Canada, or if he's more mad. At Kenny Pickett. That's what I wonder here, Stu, Stu and Mike. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, it always kind of falls on the quarterback's shoulders because, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Canada, as bad as he might be, he calls the play, and if Pickens is open, it's on the quarterback to get him open, or to get him the ball. So I think yeah. it's probably more about Pickett, uh, about Pickett than it is about Canada. But first of all, I understand that, you know, you can't choose when you're pissed off. But why are you saying free me? And you mentioned this two days after the trade deadline, right? Yeah. If you wanted to be freed, do this yeah. like last week. Don't do like, it because now it's just going to be awkward. Now yeah. there's nothing they can do. They're not going to cut the guy. They can't trade him anywhere. So at least before he was disgruntled and they're like, you know what? Screw it. He's not worth the headache. We'll we'll get some assets for him because somebody wants him. Now it's just awkward. Now he just walks into the locker room and it's just awkward. Not just because he's calling out Kenny Pickett or Canada, but like there's you no said, resolution. Deontay Johnson hadn't scored a touchdown in two years, and mm-hmm. he's sitting on the bench sulking like a little clown. And Deontay Johnson smiling and happy and dancing around. And there's Pickett. It takes away off. from the win. It takes away from the win. Yeah. And that's why I'd be annoyed today if I'm a member of the Steelers because you're supposed to be enjoying this weekend, and now you're going to have all these people reaching out to you and talking about George Pickens instead of talking about the victory. It By really the way, is amazing how Mike Tomlin finds receiver after receiver after receiver after receiver, and every single one of them turns out to be disgruntled in some way. Every single time. Yeah, it is really wild. Um, Andrew Filipponi, by the way, uh, the Pony Express, who does some shows here on CBS Sports Radio, um, how do you say the Steelers insider name? I know he's been around for a, a while. Is it Mark Kaboli? Kabali? How do you say it? Does anyone know? Not positive. Okay. Well, I don't think it matters here. But anyway, longtime Steelers insider uh, Mark Kaboli, let's go. Kaboli. Kabali. However you say his name. 
just said this on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. He thinks George Pickens is more frustrated with Kenny Pickett than the play calling or scheming of this offense. So you're right, Samter, in your assumption that it's more so Pickett than it is Canada that George Pickens, that's a big tongue twister right there with Pickett and Pickens, uh, he thinks that uh, Pickens is more frustrated with Pickett uh, right now than it is the offensive scheme or it's the play calling. And all I'll say is, George, I hear you. George, I understand that Kenny Pickett could be better, but you could be better as well. And that's also the irony of this. You have a second-year player. Both of these guys are second-year players. Both of these guys have shown some flashes, and both of these guys have struggled. And for George Pickens, if it was one of the games where you were just open and they didn't find you the entire time, all right, maybe you have a legitimate gripe. And there's better ways to take care of this than the way that he did. But for the 9,000th time in this segment, when you dropped the ball or, or you couldn't get your, your, your foot down in the end zone, I don't want to hear it from you. And it wasn't as if it was a difficult play. All you had to do was drag that foot, and you didn't do so. So just to quickly get back to what we originally were supposed to talk about in this topic before I just sounded off and erupted like uh, I was a volcano, a quarterback's something to prove the rest of the way. Real quickly, Jordan Love, I don't believe in him, but he's got to give you something tangible at the end of the year that makes you suggest that he could be the quarterback and should be the guy for the rest of the time with the Packers and at least get you excited for Packers football next year. Russell Wilson, it's weird. Russ has been playing good halves. You get a big win last week up against Kansas City. I don't believe that Sean Payton believes in Russell Wilson anymore, and the only thing that may keep him around in Denver next year is his contract. Deshaun Watson, he's got to stay healthy first, and you have a team that is good right now in the Cleveland Browns, and for Deshaun Watson, I don't want to hear any more excuses because Rust, whatever it is, when, when you get back, you're back, and you have a team that's pretty damn good and has won without you. For Kenny Pickett, he's got to show me that it could be more of the guy. Because right now, yeah, you have seven game-winning drives in your young career to your name. But with that being said, I don't think anyone looks at him like he's on the verge of becoming this really good quarterback for a long time in this league. Dak Prescott, very good quarterback. Has been a very good quarterback for a long time. He has not been a great quarterback. Big game this weekend up against the Philadelphia Eagles. And Dak's got to show me that bare minimum he could get to an NFC title game this year. Something the Cowboys haven't done since the 1995 regular season where they won the Super Bowl. Sam Howell, some good moments, some bad moments, dinks and dunks down the field. I believe that the commanders are totally going to change their their organization after this year with Josh Harris coming in. But I think Sam Howell actually will be the starting quarterback next year for the commanders because they're still building and there's a lot of other areas on this team outside of Terry McLaurin, Deron Payne, and Jahan Dotson, and Brian Robinson Jr., that you got to continue to to build. There's a lot of other holes. So I think you build first, and then you go find the quarterback is the way that the commanders are going to take care of it unless they have a great draft position or a a big-time name becomes available via trade. Daniel Jones, I don't think there's much that he could do. He has the contract attached to him, but I don't think he's all that good. There's a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. He's got to show me that he go win a Super Bowl this year. I know that's a big ask, but we've seen some really good out of Brock Purdy. And then the last three weeks with guys get hurt, I know Debo's coming back, and he made that clear on social media the other day. When you see McCaffrey not at 100%, even though he keeps on getting in the end zone, when you see Trent Williams off the field and Debo off the field, Brock Purdy makes mistakes because right now Brock Purdy's a system quarterback and not a franchise quarterback. And then finally, Kyler Murray, 
Uh, he's got to show me that he belongs in Arizona. Ultimately, the draft pick will determine if he's going to be back next year because if they can get Caleb Williams, I think Kyler Murray is gone with the Cardinals. And for Justin Fields and Mac Jones, I don't think either of those guys are going to be back with their current team this year. Mac Jones already a wrap in New England. For Justin Fields, yeah, you could say it comes down to draft position, but they're going to be in a good spot inside the top five of the draft with the two uh, draft picks that they have via the Carolina Panthers trade to get the Panthers' Bryce Young. So I think Fields could uh, succeed elsewhere, but I don't think he's going to succeed in Chicago. I think that ship has sailed. All right, we'll talk to Ryan Horvat next from BetMGM Tonight. This is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go out to the guest line right now. Welcome in from BetMGM tonight via BetQL. He joins us each and every football Friday here on CBS Sports Radio right at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. He is Ryan Horvat. Ryan, appreciate the time as always. How you been, my friend? Doing good, Zach. Getting excited for a big weekend of college football. A really good slate of NFL football, which is going to kick off, obviously, with the game of the week uh, early Sunday morning. A little jealous. You had any uh, cheesesteaks yet? I have not had a cheesesteak yet. I got here this afternoon, came right here to get ready to work because it's a serious football Friday. I did have some tasty cakes. Only one packaging of tasty cakes so far but there is a shelf of all these free tasty cakes, and I'm definitely going to take a few home uh, once I do get on out of here. But I have to ask you this. How are you doing? I, I heard everyone in the Horvat family is sick these days right now. Yeah, everybody had the stomach flu. It was brutal, actually, for like a week straight. Uh, feeling a little bit better finally now. I'm a little nasally, but feeling a little bit better. So I uh, actually have some tickets for um, – Penn State's in town, so the Maryland-Penn State game. And I bet Maryland actually pretty good in that spot, man. Don't feel really good about Penn State. And I know you're a little bit of a hater, so that probably makes you happy. I don't oh, know if I'm going to go to the game. I'm not though, a man. hater. 
I'm just realistic. That program should have a higher standard than James Franklin just handing out participation trophies after they beat Indiana. And when they lose to Ohio State, he goes, oh, I'm happy with the way that we competed up against one of the best teams in the country. I can't say that we didn't see the two best teams in the country. It's just ridiculous. The guy's in year 10. Like, have a higher standard now. No, you're so right, man. And, like, we hyped up Drew Aller. And, you know, he's still young. But my problem with that team, the offensive line, like, you have Katron Allen, you have Nicholas Singleton, and neither are averaging at least five yards per carry two explosive backs and they can't create anything right now on offense. It hasn't been good for Penn state, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the game. We have too many good matchups this weekend, man. I feel like it's a perfect couch weekend. By the way, he just got me so fired up. I almost uh, ripped up my parking voucher. So I get free parking here at WIP and George Pickens got me fired up as well. All right, let's get to these games. Ryan Horvat here with us, Washington and USC, Washington struggled the last two weeks, but they still have won. USC has been disappointing, already have two losses on the season. The uh, Washington Huskies are only a three-point favorite on the road. Is this kind of upset alert where USC is the team that a lot of other people thought they were going to be before the season commenced? Yeah, this is one where, I mean, I really like this Washington program. I really like Kalen DeBoer, and I know they were dealing with the flu last week. That's what he said, right? But their last four wins have all been really close after four blowout you know, wins um, all four games have been close the last month of the season and Washington's offense. Obviously, they're going to have the advantage over the USC defense. They're a top 10 offense. Michael Penix right now, one of the favorites to win the Heisman. But if you look at the last two weeks for Michael Penix, he took some really big hits against Oregon. And then since then, three picks in the last two weeks, he's only completing 60 percent of his passes. Um, and the ground game just really hasn't been there all season for Washington. They lost their stud back before we even got to week one. And right now, you know, I just I worry a little bit about them being one dimensional in this game, even against this USC defense, which the last five weeks they're giving up 43 points per game over 460 yards per game. But I feel like this is a good buy low spot for USC and for Caleb Williams. They're going to have to show something in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I couldn't bet the under in this game. I think USC at least finds a way to keep this game close. I think somebody's going to clip Washington here the next couple weeks. That Pac-12 championship rematch against Oregon seems a little too good to be true. So give me USC, even though that defense hasn't shown us anything all season long. I think they at least keep this game within a field goal. Here is the toughest game, I think, to bet on this weekend. And I have no feel. So that's why I'm going to you for for a side on this. LSU-Alabama. Alabama last week, or two weeks ago, they looked dead up against Tennessee. Then they played a great second half. And they saved their season. Their defense is really good. Milrow has been inconsistent. LSU, their offense is awesome, but they've already had two losses. And their defense has been so disappointing this year. Alabama is at home. Vegas thinks this is an even game because Vegas only has the Crimson Tide at home as a three-point favorite. If you had to take a side here, LSU-Alabama, where do you go? All right, I played this two different ways because game of the year, you could have had LSU over a touchdown. You could have had them even, there were some eights available, eight and a half, I think, maybe at some shops. But now that we're down to three, now that we're down to a field goal, and LSU such a trendy pick, I know they're also a sharp pick. I like Alabama in this spot. I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I can tell you the games where I like Brian Kelly, and I can tell you the games where I think he's going to have circles coached around him. And I worry a little bit when he's going against the GOAT here, Nick Saban. And Alabama, man, so I think there's two different ways you could actually play this game, right? If you like the side, if you like LSU, don't only play LSU to win this game outright or take the points. Play Jaden Daniels. You're getting better than a 3-1 to one price right now to win the Heisman. 
Look what happened when Texas beat Alabama. Quinn Ewers jumped everybody, and he was the Heisman favorite. Jaden Daniels, the only knock is the two losses this season, and you really can't knock them for the Florida State game. They had a three-point lead, kind of fell apart, but it's all because of the defense, and that's why I actually like Alabama in the game. If you like Alabama, maybe take a shot 14-1 to for them to win the college football playoff. I don't think you'll ever get that price with Bama ever again. If you like LSU, play some Daniels uh, Heisman futures. reason I like Bama, um, if this game's a shootout, they're actually figuring some things out right now on the offensive side of the ball. Milrow could hit the deep pass. They're figuring out the run game a little bit. The offensive line still a big concern, but LSU hasn't shown us anything on defense. They're giving up a bunch of explosive runs, a bunch of explosive passes. I actually like Alabama now that we're all the way down to three, but I do think there's a couple different angles. If you like LSU, like I said, I like the Daniels Heisman props for futures. And if you like Bama, Man, a one-loss Bama team, if they go to the SEC championship game and they win that game, they're getting into the playoff. And like I said, Absolutely. you're never getting the price with them again, man. All right. When I last college game, Ryan Horvat. So I look at two spreads this weekend. I have no reason to trust Jimbo Fisher this year. I have no reason to trust Dabo Sweeney. But with that being said, Ole Miss is only a three-point favorite against AM. Seems fishy. And Notre Dame on the road is only a three-point favorite up against Clemson. Seems fishy. Are those fishy spreads when you look at them, or do you take the, the favorite in both of these? Yeah, I think both are a little fishy here. The um, If I have to take a favorite, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. What concerns me is with AM, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of five stars on that roster. Defensively, again, like you could hit them with explosive plays, but the defensive line does have a bunch of talent. I just, I, I don't trust Max Johnson. If it's Connor Wegman behind center for Texas AM, I probably like them a little bit more in this matchup. But Lane's historically done pretty good against Jimbo. So if I have to go favorite, I'm going to go Ole Miss. I did bet Clemson. I'm a Notre Dame fan. You have right now Dabo getting angry on his call-in show, calling guys out. And I kind of like, so I agree though. I mean, I'm not a Dabo guy whatsoever. Um, He has to embrace the times. You have to use the transfer portal. You have to pay guys in NIL. But I mean, if you look at their losses, their four losses this season, they're all close losses, and they could have all been wins. Like, you lose the Florida State, you could have went up two scores in that game. They've had really bad turnover luck, bad field goal luck. They still have the talent, though. And with Notre Dame, what scares me, offensively, I love Sam Hartman, but I don't love the wide receiver room. Their best wide receiver is a converted running back, and now they lose Mitchell Evans for the rest of the season. They're stud tight end. He has 11 more receptions than every anybody else on that roster. So I like Clemson. Perfect buy low spot here, plus three. All right, let's cue the music, and we'll get to our NFL picks. I did win the week last week, so I have a week advantage on Ryan Horvat as we make our trek through the regular season. Horvat, though, I'll let you go first. What do you got cooking in the NFL right out of the gate? All right, I got two because I got a bonus pick here because we're going sides against each other, but I'm going to throw out a total. Dallas Cowboys, we're going to go with the first half over 22 and a half, and I like the Cowboys to cover the three. Reason being, you know, Jalen Hurts is banged up right now. Now he goes against the Dallas Cowboys, who are a top three team as far as pass rush win rate. They have Micah Parsons. That defense, you know, they skipped a beat a couple of weeks ago when they did lose Trayvon Diggs. But since then, the secondary has been much better. Stephon Gilmore looks really good. He looks like he kind of did back in 2019. But Dallas, I really like what they did last week. They came out and they threw the ball on early downs. And that's how you have success against Philly. Philly's really good defending the run on those early downs. They can't defend the early passes. And I think this could be a big CeeDee Lamb game. You know, I like the Eagles defensively, but they've really struggled to replace Gardner Johnson and you could attack them through the slot. So I think Dallas keeps it close. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game, but I think a lot of the points come in the first half. So I'll go Cowboys plus uh, plus three, first half over 22 and a half. 
All righty. Let me get to my first pick. I will look at the Colts and Panthers game. This is supposed to be an ugly game. It will be an ugly game. Panthers, I told you last week, we're going to get their first one of the season. They did so. I now think the Panthers lose this week, but they'll bounce back next week. Short week, Thursday night football to start off. Uh, week 10, that would be between the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. Man, I feel bad for Al Michaels. Oh, wait, no, I don't. He's getting paid a whole lot of money to broadcast those games. Uh, but in this one, Colts and Panthers, I will take the Indianapolis Colts laying the two and a half points, slap the mustache on my face. I'm going with Gardner Minshew in this one. No, I really like the Colts too, man. You know, it's funny. The Colts, offensively, they've been so good this season. I mean, one of the higher scoring teams in the league, the Colts this season. So I kind of like the over in that game. I'm going to actually take a uh, another kind of, I guess, buy low spot here with the Buffalo Bills. They haven't been really good on the defensive side of the ball. Ooh. Von Miller, since he's came back, he's played over 75 snaps now, 79 snaps here, and he's only got pressure on three of them. Like he... I'm not saying he's washed. He's coming off a pretty devastating injury. I'm a little worried about the Bills on the defensive side of the ball, but I do like the Rasul Douglas trade because they lose Trey White, their best cover corner. Yeah, I like their safeties. I like Poyer. I like Micah Hyde, but they're both in their 30s. But on the offensive side of the ball, this is why I like the Bills this week. I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that Bengals secondary. I hate to see an injury, but Dawson Knox getting hurt kind of opens some things up for the Bills. Now they're using more 11 personnel, more three and four wide receiver sets. They're finally using Dalton Kincaid. Josh Allen's using his legs once again. Every press conference, every um, you know after-practice interview this week, he said he feels really comfortable now once again in this offense. So I like the Bills against the Bengals here, and I also like the over in that game as well, especially in the first half, over 23 and a half. All righty, here's my uh, next pick, Seahawks and the Ravens. Ryan Horvat here with us, Zach Gilb Show, CBS Sports Radio on a football Friday. I am going to plus the points here. I don't know who's going to win between the Seahawks and the Ravens. I think six points, though, is too rich, so I will take the Seattle Seahawks, who are a heck of a football team going up against the Ravens, who are another heck of a football team. They're kind of similar. Like what the Seahawks are or what the Ravens are, when you look inside their conference, two teams that we all know are good, but people wonder how good they are with a lot of talent. Uh, Ravens on the defense side of the ball, the Seahawks have the talent on the offense side of the ball. That Seahawks secondary has been really good uh, when you look at some of the stars that are breaking out, those young stars that are breaking out. Uh, it's just six points. This feels like it's going to be a three- or four-point game that comes down right to the end. I think Seattle's too good of a team to get blown out here, so give me the Seattle Seahawks plus the six points. Yeah, I like Seattle a lot in this spot, too. Bonus pick, I like the under in KC Miami early morning on Sunday at 51. Everybody's going to take the over. Two great offenses, but I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think the Dolphins are actually going to trend a little bit better here defensively now, getting all their pieces back in that secondary. You saw it last week with Jalen Ramsey. He had an interception. A uh, short little breakdown for you. I like the Texans, actually, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think Tampa... You know, they got off to a nice little start. They're coming back down to earth. They can't really run the football. And I like what the Texans are doing on the defensive side of the ball with Will Anderson and all those pass rushers. They're all rotating right now. And C.J. Stroud, I was a big fan out of Ohio State. And uh, that offense looks a little bit better than I thought. I know that they're coming off a loss. I think they bounce back at home. It's an ugly one, I know. I like the Texans. Anything under a field goal against Tampa. And then finally, my last pick. You mentioned that Dolphins-Chiefs game. I think Vegas this week is begging you to lay the point and a half with Kansas City. I will trust the Dolphins' offense right now, clearly more than the Chiefs' offense, which has some work to do. I know the Chiefs' defense has been underrated all year, and people aren't giving them enough credit. 
but I like the Dolphins plus one and a half. I do think they win the game outright. So here are the picks in week nine. Horvat, I know, gave you a lot of bonus plays, but just on the spreads, he went Cowboys plus three, Bills plus two and a half, and the Texans minus three, if I got that right, and I'm going with the Colts lane two and a half, the Seahawks plus six, and the Dolphins plus one and a half. I got your three picks right, correct, Horvat? You did. I threw in the bonus picks in case I go 0-3. That way, you know, people are like, hey, at least this guy wins. We'll tune into his show on Saturdays and uh, Monday through Friday as well. Well, well, here's what I know. Even if you go 0-5, 0-6, you will definitely throw me under the bus, and you'll be like George Pickens. You'll be putting out on Instagram, free me from the Zach Gelb show, and taking no accountability for your actions. Never. I would never do that. I'm a team player around here. You know, I'm a player's coach. If it's a bad performance, if it's a great performance. How about one more bonus pick, Zach? It can't Uh-oh. get Here we any go. worse. It can't get any worse for the Green Bay Packers. Brett Rippon, most likely getting the start for the Rams behind that offensive line. Rashawn Gary just got paid. He's going to have two sacks in this game. Matt LaFleur, I just saw this quote 45 minutes ago. I would love to believe him. He says, Aaron Jones, it's all, it's it, the leash is off. We're going to use him this week. Aaron Jones is going to score a touchdown. The Packers are going to beat the Rams by at least three points. I guarantee it. All righty. Ryan Horvat, thanks so much. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Zach. There he is, Ryan Horvat from BetMGM Tonight via BetQL. We'll wrap up shop on a football Friday when the Zach Gelb Show returns. After these short messages, we'll give you some odds on the next Raiders head coach and also the next coach to get fired. What a way to go off into the weekend discussing who's going to get the Raiders job and then who's going to be the next coach that gets handed a pink slip. But first up with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, this is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the week on a football Friday. And it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day. And it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, our friend Sully in Las Vegas. We know that guy. He says, Zach, who do you think will be the next Raiders head coach? You could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, using the hashtag AskThePros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All righty, in terms of the Steelers' next coach, I said earlier in the week that if I was Mark Davis, if I was not, if I was advising Mark Davis, not who is actually advising him right now, which is laughable that it's Jim Gray. As I heard that earlier in the week when Amy Trask was on with Maggie and Perloff, that Jim Gray is advising Mark Davis, which it's why the Raiders are the Raiders, simply said. Um, I would advise 
Jim Harbaugh. I would advise Lou Anaruma. And then also uh, Ben Johnson of the Lions. Those would be the three names. Those would be the three names I would say to Mark Davis. Now, looking at the odds, Ben Johnson's plus 350. Ron Rivera is plus 400, which if Rivera gets fired by the commanders and then hired by the Raiders, that would just be a dumb move by the Raiders. Frank Smith, who's the Dolphins' offensive coordinator at plus 425. Jim Harbaugh is at plus 750. Dan Quinn at plus 850. Raheem Morris, the Rams DC, is at plus 1,000. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, at plus 1,200. <laughs> you guys want to chuckle? <laughs> you want to hear who's at plus 2,500? Urban Meyer. Uh... Now, who in their sane mind would bet that at plus 2,500? That's one of the worst NFL head coaches of all time. How do they come up with... like? How does Vegas even think to put that up there? Is that just Vegas thinking, Stu? Oh, someone will bet it just because it's so stupid that it can't happen. Maybe we'll think that they'll uh, end up uh, knowing something that we know that is not going to happen and and getting suckers to to end up betting that. That's the only justification that I have on that one, Stu. Yeah, it's the Raiders. Maybe someone will think, oh, the Raiders will do something (laughs) stupid, which they will, but (laughs) not that stupid. Stu, what would your reaction be? Breaking news, Adam Schefter reports the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders is Urban Meyer. I mean... You would I, retire from Raiders fandom, right? I was just thinking, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can give up on this team, but that that might do it right there. Urban Meyer might actually do it. So, the name that one of the names I suggested, Luan Arumo, was not on this odd sheet, which is odd to me. I'm going to actually say that he gets the job right now. I'm going to say it's Luan Arumo... If if I had to put it in order of preference, I would say Jim Harbaugh one, Anarumo two, and then Ben Johnson in at number three. Now, here is a, a great way to end the show on a Friday. Because this is what everyone wants to talk about. This sends you into the weekend on a feel-good Friday, everyone feeling all optimistic. Which NFL head coach will be fired next? That's a real positive Friday topic. Ron Rivera is at plus 200. Matt Eberflus is at plus 300. Matt LaFleur is at plus 700. Brandon Staley, wow, only plus 900. Those are some pretty damn good odds. Todd Bowles at plus 1,000. Dennis Allen at plus 1,500. And Mike Vrabel at plus 2,000. So Ron Rivera would be my pick, and he is the favorite. Uh, Would not surprise me if the Bears try to get a jump start and start to usher in a new era or try to do that with Matt Eberflus. I think he's gone at the end of the year. LaFleur will be back next year. There's no way Gutekunst is going to get rid of either LaFleur or... Jordan Love, after this season, they're going to give him next year as well. Uh, Brandon Staley at plus 900. Yeah, he's definitely gone at the end of this year. Because even if the Chargers make the playoffs and they lose that playoff game, and it's still a a tough task to even get them into the playoffs, which is crazy with the talent that they have, um, I I think it's going to be very tough for Brandon Staley to keep his job. And now after seeing McDaniels get fired and he had four remaining years on his contract after this season, it's only one remaining year for Brandon Staley. Usually the industry standard is, is five for a first-time head coach or, or, or any head coach. Usually get five years as a head coaching contract, but I read that Brandon Staley only was a four-year deal, and he is um, already in year number three as well. Uh, Todd Bowles, they don't make the playoffs. I think he gets fired. Dennis Allen, Saints are now starting to trend in the right direction. I, I think he'll be back for another year, but I would not be a lock on that one, and there's no way that Mike Vrabel is going to get fired. So I would say the the most likely to be fired next would be Ron Rivera. 
because it's already sealed, signed, delivered that he's going to be gone after this year. After that, um, I would say Staley would be my second pick, and then Matt Eberflus would be my third pick for which NFL head coaches are going to be fired next. That is the uh, Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio on a football Friday. Really fun show today as we did go all around the NFL. We recapped that Steelers and Titans game from last night. You walked away feeling solid about Will Levis, even in a loss, and Kenny Pickett, he won, but you're like too many inconsistencies with him. Big weekend of football coming up on Sunday. Obviously at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, you have the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Then later throughout the day, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, Cowboys and the Eagles in the Sunday night game, a big one between the Bills and the Bengals. And rookie wide receivers had touchdowns in back-to-back games. Andre Yosivash from Cincinnati via Princeton. And uh, he did grow up in Hawaii. He joined us earlier on the show at 4.20 p.m. Eastern, 1.20 p.m. Pacific. And we got some college football this weekend as well. A surprising slate. You have the the big game between uh, LSU and Alabama. You got Georgia and Missouri. But there's some other intriguing games as well, like Washington-USC. We'll see if USC is able to pull off the upset against the Huskies this weekend. Big thanks to Stuart Kovacs, Michael Samter as well, everyone here in Philadelphia for hosting me today um, at Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'll be on Eye on Football for eight hours on Sunday, and we'll talk to you Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 